Fuck Welcome to the People's Patriot Project. Um, tonight we are here. We got your six at six. Patriot Playtime show is going to bring you some interesting conversation. We are here weekly. We do this live show and then we turn it into a podcast every week. Um, we do call it We Got Your Six at Six. And we would like to remind you that is Central Time every Sunday on your social media. Um, check out our YouTube. We've, you can find us on any of our Facebook pages, um, and I think it goes to Instagram, and then we put it on Rumble and all kinds of different places um, in video. And then you can catch the podcast in a lot of different places as well. Check us out on Heroes Media Group, and thanks to Adam Bird with that one. Every week we bring you a guest, and many times we bring you a musician. We share all the good and sometimes the not so good things that are happening in our world. Tonight, I would like to um, again, say kudos to Bobby and Peggy Kretzinger and take care because I heard they were in an accident today. Word is they're doing okay. They're just a bit shook up and, and making sure things are all good. So go Operation Texas Strong. You guys are strong. Keep up the good work. It is the 7th of May, 2023. Um, I I, we have some amazing guests planned tonight. I don't know for sure who will all show up. We're looking forward to Bob Waldrop. Um, we initially met him in Nashville when we were celebrating with Chris Turner a couple years ago already now. He's a very busy man. He's going to tell us a lot of the things he has going on right now. We are going to have um, CW and 20 Hands High with CW Wooten on again tonight to share all of that with us. 
And I'm hoping um, if she doesn't stop in herself, we're going to tell you about some sparkle sticks later on. Before we get started with this week's show, I would ask that you take off your hats, stand if you can, and cover your heart as you join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. A pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of the United States, United of, America, States of America and to the republic, the republic for which it stands, which one, nation, one nation under God, under God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And here we are. <laughs> we got um, Facebook user, Facebook user with a hello out there. Who do we have? Yeah, Who do we have? We see him. We see you. We are here. Um, it, it's funny. We've been working on uh, little tiny anecdotes and and stuff to try to make the show bigger, better, better. And um, we've never been able to do the rhythm of the the Pledge of Allegiance, like where everyone. And so then we created the one with the words and. And Andrea does such an amazing job all the time and just, just leading that in the first place. And um, I, I don't have a solution to that right yet. The, do you guys have a solution or we just let Andrea run with it and and we just have to follow her? I guess that's the best way to do it. Probably. It seems like there might be some latency issues. Yeah. And I'm not sure how to solve that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's everyone's Brother Tim Newton. Tim Newton, a lot of things going on this week. Lots of things. Um, I know Mr. Jonathan is going to share the news with us. So, oh, I can do that now. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we'll start off with the uh, the month of May is National Military Appreciation Month. Uh, Congress designated May as National Military Appreciation Month in 1999 to ensure the nation was given the chance to publicly show their appreciation for troops past and present. Uh, May was chosen because it has many individual days that are marked to note our military's achievements, including Loyalty Day, uh, Victory in Europe Day, commemorating the end of World War II in Europe, uh, 1945, and uh, Children of the Fallen Patriots Day. Um, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's a time to raise awareness of and reduce the stigma that surrounds behavioral health issues, as well as highlight the ways how mental illnesses and addiction can affect everyone. Uh, May 12th is National Military Spouse Appreciation Day, uh, annual observance that takes place on the Friday preceding Mother's Day. It shows appreciation for the commitment and sacrifice that the spouses of service members make together with the rest of the family while they're away on the mission to defend the country. The day was initiated to recognize the importance of empowering military spouses and ensuring that they have what they need to thrive. Aside from enduring frequent changes and unexpected developments in their lives, uh, military spouses often bear the responsibility of caring for the family and preparing the kids for many unknowns during military life, even when they cannot make plans for more than a few days in advance. They're often talked about in military communities of, as having one of the hardest jobs in the military, even though they are not personally enlisted in the military. 
and I would probably agree with that. Uh, May Absolutely. 13th is Children of the Fallen Patriots Day. Uh, the day aims to honor the pain and sacrifice of children who have lost a parent to martyrdom. The objective is to appreciate the young individuals who live tragically altered lives due to a parent passing away in the line of duty. May 13th was chosen as Children of Fallen Patriots Day because it was the day the Arlington National Cemetery was established in 1864. Mm -hmm. Nearly one in four uh, of these children report having suicidal thoughts while 30 percent say that they regularly feel sad or hopeless uh, may 14th which is next sunday that's mother's day um and we'll do a little bit more about moms on that day but uh get out there and show your mom some love and spend the whole week and just sunday spend the whole week uh showing some love and plan to spend some quality time with her as much as possible leading up to uh, next Sunday. Um, you can buy gifts and all that, but I think they truly appreciate just being there and being recognized and being told that they're not forgotten and loved. And that's all I have for news. Outstanding. There's so many dialogues I want to have in regards to people and their feelings and when they choose or want to do self-harm and and that's a whole conversation even though it's a news piece it's um the biggest piece that i find being in education that i think we are missing a gigantic grasp of is teaching people how to cope um yeah. It, it's avoided. I don't I don't get and again this is a tough piece and I get I because I don't necessarily want all people of the world from all makes and kinds and this and that necessarily teaching my children how to cope. And so I, I where do you draw the line? Where do you because there, there's some people that cope in different manage in different managements than than I'm okay with. Um and I, that gets that's that line. I don't know where it's at, and I'm willing to listen to anyone's feedback if they've got anything. But uh, there's definitely in our network of education, uh, there are. Sorry, I think there's some people in education that shouldn't be in education. Period. That's, <laughs> and I'm sure there's some people that feel that way about me. So that's I, I, I guess I'll live with that piece as well. But, but uh, I gotta step in because there's people in every every career, every opportunity that probably shouldn't sure. haven't found their place or their match or um and that's a tough one because honestly it would be nice if um teachers were able to be trusted and teachers would live up to that trust. I, I think that's all the way around. I the biggest part as in all career aspects, the biggest majority of people are there because they want to be there. Um, and there are always those who's passing their time, biding their time, waiting for the next thing. Um, but the majority of the majority of teachers are there because they want to be. Uh, the world's probably going to flip soon, but you know, the kids are there. <laughs> what does that mean? A few years, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, what's the baseline? Because there needs to be a baseline, baseline of understanding. Um, there needs to be a baseline of coping where we're not indoctrinating any other type of 
sexuality, religion, um, you know, genderism, um, something where you're not teaching them any indoctrinal type pieces, but it's like, hey, it's all right to have the feelings that you're having. This is how we can work through those feelings. And that's not telling someone, hey, you know, mm-hmm. it's you should live this lifestyle. You should live this. This it's is a matter of opinion. I think the only safe way to to do it would, well, from from the, you know, having to deal with children that aren't yours. I believe the the safest way to do it is just to put it out there that you you've, you've got to be okay with having that conversation with whoever it is in your circle. You know what I mean? Your parents, your Yep. Your your brother, your sister, whatever, whoever it is, you, you you know, whatever it is that's bothering you, whatever it is you need to cope with, you need to find somebody in your circle and you need to share that with them and let somebody else help you carry that burden or help you with their experience on how to get through it. A hundred percent. And I think there might be a, a, I mean, there is a very thin border. I'm pretty straightforward and I will tell kids is, if I hurt your feelings, I, I'm sorry that your feelings are hurt, but I'm I'm gonna call it like I see it. Um, and I use a lot of humor, you know, I'll be like, you're all weird because we're all weird in this together. We're middle schoolers, period, right? That's period. Um, lucky for them, they're going to high school and I'm staying right in the, in the eighth grade. But I had a girl a long, long time ago who honest to goodness was, she's afraid of her own shadow. She always thought people were talking about her even when there were no people around. Um, and she she shared a lot with me. I feel like there are times when we know these kids probably better than their parents do in certain aspects anyway. And she told me a few weeks after we had this long chat about all the people that were talking about her in the hallways and making fun of her and whatever, whatever. She came to me and said, hey, during break, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my hair turned blue. And this was kind of before everybody had different colored hair, right? And I just looked at her and went, Really? because you know people are gonna talk about you. I'm sorry, it's not common to have blue hair right now. And they're gonna talk about you. And and she reassured me top to bottom, she was prepared for that. So, I mean, is it fair enough just to tell kids, hey, I'm not telling you to conform and be like little robots, but there are some rules and some guidelines we have to stay within. And then we have to be prepared if we step outside the box a little and, and do step outside the box. That's where we find our individuality but you gotta be ready for a little slapback sometimes. And that's well, all of us, all of us if, have to live with that. If you're doing something to get attention and you get attention, then you've, you've, you've made your goal, right? I mean, and and I'm with you, Andrea, in the fact that again, I, I care less if you have blue hair. I, you know, I've seen it. I, Maybe the first couple times I saw it, I wasn't as accepting, but it wasn't like I was running <laughs> up in their face and say, hey, oh, my gosh, you got blue hair. Well, they probably already know that already. And um, <laughs> and it's it, it's okay. It's okay. And I want to celebrate individualism, and I want to celebrate all these pieces. I mean, I, I don't think the gauges in the ears is real cool. I I may or may not have someone in my family that has more metal on their face and I'd like them to. Um, I, but I don't tear them down about it. And they probably think I do. Um, it, it's not for me and it doesn't have to be for me, but when it's not going down the path that they want it to be, and that's okay. You, you plan it, a plan B plan C try it, try again. Um, 
no one, not everyone has to agree with, with your point of view. It's there's, there's the truth. And if someone has an altered point of view of mine, it's okay for them to share it. And I don't have to agree with them. And I, we get all tied up in a, a competition B I have to be right. C this is the way. No, just sit back. And uh, I know it's a, a bigger subject, my blue hair and stuff like that. We've got people taking their lives daily, uh, 17 to 75 in our veteran world. Um, I know yep. everyone likes to use number 22. Uh, 6,000 veterans a year for the last 20 years. That's a lot. This is a super huge lot. And it's because of weak moments. It's because of... Um, the thought saying that there's there's no value to life at, at that moment for that moment and sure. um it's so going back to the coping mechanism if you're listening if you're watching and you or you know someone who is struggling there are people willing to listen um i i know four on the screen right now um i one of our guests is, I hope, is still coming. I haven't heard. I did a, a text to them, uh, and stuff happens, and I get it. I mean, accidents happen. I mean, the Crutzingers were in their little fender bender today, and they probably weren't expecting that. And, um, and we're not throwing them under the bus, but I, I Mr. Waldrop has a, um, a video and uh, a trailer, Trauma Comes Home, the battle of, for the warrior family. Um that I, wa I want to show tonight, but I won't show unless Bob is here uh, so he can give us his insights. And uh, he works in many areas and spaces. Uh, uh, the promo for this weekend, I, we run into these uh, superhero serve members that uh, just don't stop and their hands are in the middle of everything. And I know that uh, they probably don't get the the sleep that they need and should have and they and, and Bob's one of those guys. He he's a constant on the go. He's constantly working on something. Um and I hope he I hope we get to I hope he comes on yet tonight, but we'll we'll get through those pieces and if he doesn't make tonight, we'll get him on another night. So um but we do have C W Wooten on CW, there's some rumors out there about you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, do you care or is it a branding piece? I mean, every, every time we ask everyone, is there anything that's off the table when we talk? What's CW stand for? It's just my first and last initial, but I usually kid people. When they ask me, I tell them it stands for country and western. That mm -hmm. way they don't call me CJ. They remember CW. Very good. So it's a... It's a, it's a it's a little joke that I use. And I love it because we did hear that rumor. I, I'll tell you, it, it came from Jen Ford. That, um, and that was who we had you on last time. And we, we felt that you needed to have a full big picture of <laughs> W. Wooten and 20 hands high. And he's got some congratulations on your nomination at the Josie Awards. Yeah, we just found that out Thursday. We got nominated in three categories. 
artist of the year, traditional country male, uh, vocalist of the year, country male, and then music video of the year. Congratulations for uh, our song, uh, "Same Old Star." That is awesome, and I'm excited. And um, so, should I should I drop any of our our plans or ideas? Or should I keep those close to my heart right now, Miss Eichmann? Um, it's up to you. You can share. Let's get uh, Bob in here real quick. He's looking like he's out of breath running. He's probably out serving the world again. <laughs> um, so last year we did the WP3 Nashville Takeover. And a lot of people are like, well, what's the takeover? Well, the takeover is that me and Andrew have no business being down in Nashville. And uh, we gathered 27 veteran musicians all in, not in the same place, same time. We played five venues over five days. Uh, you could argue six venues over five days. Um, and had the time of our lives. And the reason and the purpose for this was, it started off when our dear friend Tony Turner was nominated for a Josie Award. And we said, let's go celebrate with Tony. And so there was Tony, there was Adam Martin with uh, Blackbird Anthem. There was, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared to go from the hip today. Um, there were six veteran and first responder musicians that were up for awards. And so then I reached out to the Passantinos who run the Josie Awards, Josie Passantino and her mom. And I said, hey, we're, we kind of run a, a media group, kind of, we do, really. And, they're, and I'm like, could we be on the red carpet? And they said, yeah, come on, come on aboard. And we can't, got there, you know. It's pretty rough when me and Andrea, our first interview is with uh, the Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, that's, oh. life is rough. Uh, when we get to be with Mr. Goldman and his his offspring, which, <laughs> I mean, his, they're not little tiny offspring. These are big adult offspring that have been in the music industry for I honestly, the Goldman family, if you combine their uh, their life service to music, it could easily 500 years of service to the music industry with Oak Ridge Boys and then what they're they're doing as well. Um, amazing group, amazing people on it. The best part of it was is we could take the conversation with Mr. Goldman and say, you know, what what do you tell our indie artists? What what is the steps for our indie artists to get out there and uh and again the same answer and i want to say anonymously that's not the right word um unanimously was stick to it be involved get your hands dirty don't stop working and this is and and we've got cw here who doesn't stop working as well and uh, that, that is the big one perseverance is is probably the one of the most critical parts in my opinion so I think our plan is we were planning something a little bit bigger on another date, but I think we're going to plan the WP3 Nashville Takeover Part due, um and do our second uh, Nashville Takeover uh, event. And uh, I think we're going to try and come down and celebrate your your nominations and your your wins while you're down there and hopefully get to talk to you yep. on the red carpet too. Yeah, so. Fingers crossed on that part. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mr. Waldrop. Good to see you, brother. 
Thank you, Mark. Uh, first of all, let me apologize for being late. I had it on my calendar for 6.30 for some reason. I, and no, I know Andrea sent it. I looked back and Andrea told me the right time. And, you know, I'm well, just, I'm yeah. just dumb, old, dumb old Alabama boy. You know, we can't. No, tell you're time. good. It was still daylight outside and I thought, you know, I had time. So you're good brother um and we know how busy you are so it's an honor for us to have you here and uh willing to share share your mission with us and so well, it's, it's an honor um, to be here i appreciate what you guys do thank you that's a, a two-way street um so we met you actually i think it's been almost two years ago now um you were helping another musician uh down in nashville on um, I don't believe that was the stop 22 tour tour. Um, Chris Turner was on a tour. What was the, do you, what was the name of that tour? He was on. Yeah. It's a tour that we do called the freedom tour. Freedom and, tour. and, uh, that's, that's stuff that we do through, uh, our organization warriors on mission. And, uh, we hooked up with Chris, um, a few years ago and, uh, just really, he and I really bonded, uh, and he became very interested in what we were doing as a mission. I became very interested in what he was doing as a musician. And so we just began partnering together to uh, advance uh, what we do uh, through Chris's talents, as well as the other things that we do. And uh, so I uh, was had this idea for this freedom tour and Chris was a natural fit. So uh, it began with that. And uh, you were actually at the very first show that we did, the kickoff show. Yeah. And well, and then we got to do his final show with him as well that year, which was again another blast. We got to right. hang out and, um, well, it's been a blessing. Tell us about, I would say, your mission, but your your hands are full. Tell us about the things you're working on. Well, all right, did I appreciate the opportunity to do this? It's not only through music, but we have a, a few other things that we do. We write books and do research and make films. And all of this is geared toward reaching out to the veteran community. And we uh, really are narrowly focused on post-traumatic stress and moral injury. Um, so we're trying to help vets who are struggling with that to uh, find some healing and some hope um, along the way. And uh, started back in actually 2011, um, I started a, as part of what we do, I started a, a film production company called Front Porch Media and Entertainment, uh, expressly to make documentaries. And the first documentary we made was on uh, post-traumatic stress. Uh, really eye-opening for me. I didn't uh, know that much about it. Uh, and actually, through making that film, I learned that my dad, who was a World War II vet, had severe post-traumatic stress. We just didn't know about it. Wish I would known about it you know, when he was still alive. <clears throat> probably could have helped out some, but, uh, you know, it really just took that on as a mission. It wasn't my intent. I always tell people that, you know, I kind of fell into the hole of, uh, missions to, uh, veterans. Uh, that wasn't my plan, but once we started that documentary, uh, we just saw, <clears throat> we really just wanted to educate the general public about post-traumatic stress because it was, if you think back to, you know, 2010, 2011, there wasn't a lot out there. Uh, it's getting a lot more attention now, but, uh, you know, we just wanted to educate the general public, but instead, as we interviewed vets and, uh, heard their stories, <clears throat> we, we realized that, uh, this film could help veterans. 
And so we took a project that was intended to raise money to do other films. Uh, Cause you know, I had the idea that I'd sell the DVD. You remember DVDs, don't you? You know, we used <laughs> yes. to have those. Uh, I'd sell the DVDs for 1995. That's what we all paid back in 2011, 2012 for a DVD. Uh, and once I saw the, some of the film clips that came in the early footage and I heard these men and women telling their story. I told the director, I said, you know, there's no way we could sell this video. Uh, I think it's going to be too helpful to vets. Uh, and we can't charge them for it after all they've paid. So we decided to give it away for free. And Mark, what I started out to do to make money off of became a deep, dark hole that I had to go raise money for because uh, I say we give them away free, but nothing's free. Somebody's got to pay for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we run into that problem all the time, even in our, because we don't, we, people said, well, why don't you patron your show? Well, because I want to make sure the people that needs to hear it and I, whether it's 25 cents or $5, everyone values their resources. And if we are losing someone because they don't have the $5 or rather spend their $5 on something else and they don't get to hear the, the content, then we've, we've missed an opportunity. And so we're, we're in the same boat with you all right? At stutter, stutter, stutter. Um, we're in the same boat as you all the time, only in the fact that um, I want people to hear the content. I want people to hear the conversation. And um, because of that, we have to do the extra boots on the ground mission of uh, fundraising. And, and again, we want to get you to, well, let's look at one of your clips real quick. You all right sure. with that? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, uh, first film we did was Invisible Scars. We did a follow-up film called Honoring the Code. So I don't know which clip you've got. This is the new film. This is the one we're working on right now. All righty. Do not do that. For the next three years, every time Ron tried to kill himself... I saved, um, I saved around and I put it in my sock drawer, um, because I don't, I don't really know why, but I think I kind of needed to remind myself that I was helping and not hurting him more. So I did that to like, just let myself see, look, he could have been dead this many times over. I had just gotten back from a trip down to North Carolina, business trip. And just that night I sat in my truck and I, I always carry a gun and I put it to my head and I thought of her and I thought of her son. Suicide is more than leaving skeletons in the closet. It's leaving a legacy of great unspeakable pain. And my sisters had put a, um, a sheet up, uh, to welcome home Eddie. That's <laughs> it. And, uh, something happened. Someone asked me, a an awkward question. Someone said, did you kill anybody while you were there? I think we kind of push him, push my brother into trying some of these things that we think, oh my gosh, this would be so good for you to open up and talk about. But what we're doing is slicing open a wound. I mean, for a long time, I couldn't blow dry my hair in the bathroom when he was in there because he would smell burnt hair. But it would trigger something in him, you know? I mean, I don't want to be associated by blow drying my hair to 
picking up the burnt remains of someone. Training uh, to go to war, uh, for me, uh, is nowhere near as difficult as preparing to come home and deal with the unknown. Because at the end of the day, it's all about family and faith, nothing else. I need to apologize. Uh, there's a, a part of that clip that starts off with a young man um, who uh, apparently um, was part of the aftermath of a suicide by a parent. And and uh, so that part was cut off, and I apologize. Um, a lot of, and before you came on tonight, Bob, we were, um, Jonathan put some, the news materials out about uh, May being Mental Health Awareness Month and uh and we got into the conversation about uh, children and their ability to cope or not cope and how we're trying to train or should find a way to train kids in our, in our, in our, in our schools, how to cope and that there needs to be a baseline to that. And, but that's the same conversation about uh, what this video is about. Um, coping yeah. in a different manner. Yes, it's taking a look, instead of looking at it from the warrior's perspective, this film is going to look at it from the family's perspective. Uh, and that's why it's called Trauma Comes Home, because when a, when a vet comes home with his personal trauma, he brings that trauma into the house. And it's almost like an infection into the entire family. Uh, but the family doesn't recognize that. So th I think this is going to be a pretty groundbreaking film right here to really, uh, you know, open folks' eyes to it. We deal with the issue of the impact of suicide, but also we deal with if a, a soldier's killed in battle, how does that impact the family? They, you know, they still have to live with that. Um, when someone comes home with post-traumatic stress and falls into alcoholism, drug abuse, what's the impact on the family? So you'll hear a lot of family stories in this. And, and just real quickly, if I can, that young boy that you mentioned, uh, his dad did commit suicide. And when I was interviewing him, I, I asked him, what was it that you uh, feel like you missed the most by not having your dad there? And he paused and reflected and he said, I, I didn't have anybody to teach me how to shave. Mm. You know, and I thought about, wow, that's pretty telling that, uh, you know, it, it, it cuts that deep. You mm -hmm. know, it cuts that, that deep to even he's thinking about the fact that you know, his, he's starting to grow facial hair and nobody's uh, there, you know, to show him how to use a razor and, and do it the right way. So it's, it's tremendously impacting and, and we need to consider that. So I'm, I'm glad y'all are already talking about that also. Well, and this is something we've been taking on as a theme for a while. And, you know, these uh, spouses, these children, these family members, um, they didn't sign up for the mission. They, uh, they're just along for the ride and, and they get to deal with all the stuff that comes to the door. Now, our organization supports veterans and first responders and, uh, you know, it's the, it's exact same pieces when it comes to, to those, our police officers are walking through the door. Some of them are not walking through the door, uh, on the daily because of, um, 
the way our cultures are working right now, but uh, those families didn't sign up for it. Um, yeah, there's a whole nother narrative I get tied up into, not by choice, but then we've got those people that like to say, uh, well, they knew what they were getting into. And I'm like, there's, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't plan for this kind of stuff. You don't get into it to plan to lose a loved one. You don't get into plan to, to go into battle. You don't get into it to do those kinds of pieces. So, um, yeah, it's, you could, you could talk to guys and gals who have been there and, uh, nobody can ever imagine how bad it is. They can, they can think they're prepared for it, uh, but they'll all tell you until you're there. You just can't realize uh, what it's like. I was, I interviewed for this new film also a, a master sergeant that was training these men, and he told the story of one who went over, uh, and this was over in the Middle East, and he got there and he came across a, the after effects of an IED, and he saw all these bodies, you know, torn apart. And he was never the same after seeing that. He wasn't under, uh, you know, fire. He just came upon the aftermath. So I, I can't imagine the horror of it, what it's like. No, no. I bless you. Um, bless you for, I mean, because you're, you're in the trenches uh, having these conversations. And it, I'm sure it weighs on you in a different way that uh, probably you didn't expect as well. And, um, you know, you, you look behind the curtain, you don't, you're not always going to like what you see. And, um, but it's, they, they are the stories that need to be heard. And, uh, this is how we grow. We appreciate you being on here, Bob. Uh, we're going to have a couple more questions for you. I'd like to, uh, pull, uh, Mr. Wooten into this conversation. Have you, have you ever heard Mr. Wooten play Bob? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I hope I get to. Well, we will, you will tonight. You'll get to, um, CW again. So good to have you back with us. Uh, we, we had you on about a month ago. Uh, we did a shared set with, uh, Miss Jen Ford and, uh, wanted to always a conversation. What can we do to get to the next step? And, you know, us as a production, you as a production, Jen as a production and, uh, we had uh, some special guests on that last night. That night, uh, Mr. Ramus uh, with uh, the American Veterans uh, Ball out in National Harbor. And that is coming up this coming week. And uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I do get a chance to go out there um, and, and be part of that event. Um, and uh, Jen Ford's working out where she can be out there for that part of the event. Dave Bray is the is in music entertainment. Um I think we're trying to plant some seeds that maybe there will be a, a a duo maybe next year. Uh, two right acts. Maybe. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to try to go, but I had two gigs that I was already committed to. I'm like, you know. It's tough when you're working, man. It's tough when for you're working. For sure, for sure. Um, no, it's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good, and it's going to be fun. Uh, tell us what you guys are working on right now. Uh, we've got a we got a few new songs that we're working on and get trying to get get them prepped up and polished up a little bit before we go into the studio because you know studio time's not cheap so we want to make sure we kind of got our sense of how we want the flow of the song to each each of the songs to go so we can go in there and you know hopefully 
get it done as quickly as possible so that way we get it turned around and you know start and uh get those out so everyone can hear them um which song do you want to start with tonight uh let's go with the one that i probably released well let's see well, Back to Wichita was nominated by the Mississippi Music Foundation for Song of the Year. We didn't win, but we were nom- glad to be nominated. All right. And the, we, we have a Josie nomination for Music Video of the Year for Same Old Star. So how about let's go with Same Old Star. Let's go with Same Old Star. This is C.W. Wooten, or C.W. and 20 Hands High with Same Old Star. Sometimes it's hard to see what's right before my eyes. Looking past beyond the yes. Same old star. What if we 
You can't help dancing in your chair on that one. I love it. How long have you been doing this, CW? Pardon? How long have you been doing this? Uh, Five and a half years. Well, I think we're going to see a lot more of you is what I think. I hope so. (laughs) That, That would be awesome. Yeah, the the star of that the star of that video was uh, Hadley, the blonde girl, and uh, the Chevy pickup. <laughs> Lots of people have, have, uh, have liked both aspects of, of the video. Where was that video uh, filmed? Um, so the out the outdoor stuff was filmed in Bennett, Colorado. It's a, it's a little town east of Denver, and then. Where we were playing on stage was actually where I was playing a show last night. It's the the Whiskey Baron Dance Hall and Saloon in Colorado Springs. Okay. I, I just saw Yellowstone. I and again, I'm from Cody, Wyoming. So when you say Yellowstone, it means a lot more than just the TV show. It for means, sure. You know, it's a bigger piece for me. Um, but uh, just wondering if that was my great state of Wyoming. Yeah, there's a famous steakhouse up there. Um, one of my friends said we should we should come up there and play. Enjoy. The name escapes oh, me at the moment. Cassie. Yeah, Cassie's. But it Cassie's. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Like you need to come up and play Cassie's. I'm like, well, well, we'll reach out to him and see what we can make happen. We, I, I actually know the people who own Cassie, so I don't think that'll be a big deal at all. So, right on. Um, <laughs> We were we were scheduling or planning a they do in that so Cody Wyoming is rodeo capital of the world. Um, I think there's a couple places that lay that claim, which I'm not territorial. Be the rodeo, whatever you want. Of the world. Rodeo every single night from Labor Day or I'm not Labor Day from Memorial Day to Labor Day. There's a rodeo every single night, and then they have a championship rodeo during the week of the Fourth of July. Well, I we were in the mix of starting working with it's called the Stampede, working with them to get uh, veteran and first responder musicians out there. And uh, the people that owned the resort that we were talking to to put all of our musicians at to stay there uh, actually sold that ranch and bought Cassie's, and so that's that's the ah, connection. So cool, yeah. small world. It is a small world, and uh, Cody makes it even a smaller world. If it, <laughs> um, we're getting a, a couple, uh, our one of our Facebook users out here is uh, Mr. Travis Partington of Oscar Mike Radio. Um, he is, and then Michael Madsen of uh, Foxhole Entertainment or Radio uh, is popping on right now. But uh, Travis knows Mr. Waldrop well. Yeah, Travis is a good man. Travis, uh, good to, to see you. Uh, things are going great for us. Appreciate you, uh, all the things that you do to help us and others. I would say ditto to that. Um, great man, great mission in doing his stuff. And uh, apparently Mr. There's Madsen a, knows you too. Yeah. Oh, Michael Madsen, <laughs> another Michael good guy too, helps out and does a lot for uh, not only uh, – where he's at around the Atlanta area, but uh, 
he makes his way over to my territory in Alabama and does some stuff over here as well. He's a he's a traveling man. He, uh, Mr. Madsen, is helping us on a number of areas. He is helping us relaunch and reboot our WP3 radio, which is an exclusive veteran and first responder radio station, and he's he's manning that ship for us, and we greatly appreciate everything he's doing. Um, he's getting more work done on than we are, only in the fact that. Uh, We've got some logistical issues with manpower right now, and we'll, we'll get it figured out. We'll get it up. It's important to get this content, again, back to the beginning of the show, it's important to get this content out, delivered, and available to veterans and first responders. And you don't have to be a veteran and a first responder to enjoy Mr. Wooden's music. I mean, there was nothing in there that talked about machine guns and anything like that. It was looking at the same star and uh, maybe you're both wishing on it at the same time. And that, that's it sounds like a song right there. Nice job, Peterson. Well, that's, that's what it was. It was a song. Weird. Weird. I can, I can tell you what CW is down here in Alabama. We call him a country singer. <laughs> singer. Yeah. Uh, I've heard yeah, that. He, he's, he's all country. That's good, CW. I enjoyed your song. Really good. Thank you, sir. Very Thank you, sir. And we'll have some more coming up, too. I, I can't. I don't know. I've listened to them over and over since you were here before, CW, and I can't pick my favorite of the three that you brought on. So tonight I'll think about it some more as we listen to some more of your you music. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I wanted to ask. I know you had a few things in your note um, that you listed, you had the Crosswinds Foundation, and you talked about Front Porch Media already. And then I've seen a lot of things, um, Warriors on Mission as well. Um, is that your your foremost mission? Yeah, it, it has become that. The, the mothership, as we call it, is Crosswinds Foundation. And that was the original nonprofit that we started, uh, which is really to deal with cultural issues. You know, we have a lot of changes, shifts going on in our culture, constantly changing. And so we started to address some of those. And, uh, you know, like I said, we made the film, uh, you know, just telling you straight up, I was making that film to make money to fund other projects that I, I always say that I wanted to do. I did not intend to have a veteran outreach or service organization. Uh, but... Uh, you know, what happened is uh, we kept getting requests for the films and, uh, you know, folks from the grunts out there to the generals were contacting us and had seen our film and were wanting to get more. And so we did the second film and then we we're going to, you know, we're on this third film now and we give all of them away. We, we have no marketing strategy. We don't do marketing uh, because keep in mind, we're, covering everything for free. It's like one of my, one of my staff was going to be on NPR radio one day. And he said, you want me to promote the films? And I said, no, do not mention that we give free films away. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people just kind of find us by word of mouth and we've uh, given away over 50,000 DVDs. Um, oh, wow. But now we do. And, and they've gone to uh, every, every continent has requested films except Antarctica. So I always say, if you know somebody that's stationed in Antarctica, tell them to, we'd like to cover all seven continents, but, but we're, they're streaming now. You can go to our website, warriorsonmission.org and you can stream the films. 
Uh, so, you know, we still get some DVD requests, but mostly folks are streaming them now. And that's a lot more uh, financially uh, in line with what we need to be doing also. So, you know, the, but that's the uh, Warriors on Mission has become the biggest part of that. We have another organization that's under that called Centers of Hope. Um, and that's actually the uh, outreach arm of what we're doing. That's where we really boots on the ground, uh, try to get, um, you know, vets involved. And uh, Mike Madison, for example, he's had our training um, at uh, his post. And, you know, we try to go out and give training. And then others, you know, can take this on. And we use a, a curriculum. I, I'll show you. Here's you making. Here's the book. This is. From all the films, we developed this book called Warrior Hope, and it's a 10-week course that vets just go through and uh, really learn the ins and outs, uh, but it's really about creating community. One of the things we're big on, which is what you guys are big on as well, by the very title of what you're doing here, is that, you know, with your military service, it's very important that somebody has your six. Um, and, you know, when you talk to vets, they'll are active as well. They'll talk about how important that is. To, but yet, they, these men and women, uh, that kind of falls behind. They no longer have somebody that has their six. And when you're dealing with trauma, you need somebody that's helping you, that's got your six, and you need to be helping them. So the main thing I learned from doing all these films is the telling your story is the most helpful thing you can do. You know, just share your stories. Storytelling is tremendously healing uh, when it comes to mental and emotional trauma. But it's the thing that most vets don't want to do. They don't want to tell that story. So we, we, we help them tell your story. And that's the whole purpose of what we're doing. And through that, to get the help that you need. It's, that is amazing. Actually, we've met a lot of people in Nashville who were, who were, I have to say, I might have bought your books as well. I know I have one for sure. Now I have to go back and look. That's been a while. Um, yeah. I just, we always want to train our board members as well. And those who, who jump on with us any way, any fashion that we can um, that supports, you know, any sort of mental stress, PTS, uh, suicide awareness, all of that. Um, and signs of suicide is a big one too, even, even as a teacher. Uh, that all helps to have that background and that information because you just never, you never know. I heard something um, or I read it. I think I heard it this morning on on uh, one of the news stations and a, a gentleman, I believe he was a congressman. He made a comment and it had to do more with um, active shooters than um, than suicide, but suicide fell in line with it as well because of course it was all about gun ownership but he made a comment about um, you can always, there are always signs of someone who is capable or thinking or contemplating um, any sort of shooting or suicide. And I have to disagree. I mean, sure there are, but I think we'd all fall into, you know, on any given day, we could fall into a sign of what to do. But it has to be more regular. It has to be something that we can trust as a as a sign of your your mental health. And and sadly, I don't think there's always a a giveaway sign, especially not to those that are closest to these people. So um, I don't know. I don't know the answer, yeah. but I 
the more training and more information we can get, the, the more we're aware of what to watch for. Yeah. And Andrew, I think one of the most important things we can do is just talk about it, you know, make it something that it's okay to talk about, uh, you know, that, it, Hey, if you're struggling or you're having, you know, thoughts, uh, share it with somebody. It's okay. We've got to make it, we got to take the stigma away from it. Uh, you know, I, I love one of the guys we interviewed in our film is uh, Dr. Ted George, and he's with the National Institute of Health up in Washington, D.C., and he's an expert on the brain. And he said that he doesn't so much believe that um, people want to die, that that's why they commit suicide. He said, I believe they just don't know how to live. You know, there's a lot of wisdom in that. You know, he said, you know, they they want to live. They just don't know how to do it. They're like uh, he put it this way. He said it's like being in a, a house and there's no windows and no door. You want to get out, but you don't know how. So you just run around. Um, so, you know, I think if, if people can begin to talk about it and say, look, you know, uh, and like one of the things we want to do in this film that we've just made where we have these family members talk about suicide, how it impacted them is hopefully somebody contemplating suicide can hear their story and say, wait a minute, this is going to affect my family as well. I, I need to get help. And, and they'll hear a lot of uh, uh, guys in there that was contemplating suicide, but didn't because something was impressed upon them. You know, just, there was one little thing that just, just a second that clicked in and prevented them from doing it and said, I got to get help. So get help. You know, talk about what you're struggling with and, and uh, you know, it's okay to get help. You know, it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're, you know, you're flawed or defective or a coward or you're not as strong as other uh, vets or warriors who have served. It's okay. And, and I want to say just one other thing, Mark, to, to jump on something you said. You mentioned first responders, and I'm glad you guys do that. Uh, we, we've... Uh, you know, struggle with that, that a lot ourselves or whether we should branch out into that. But uh, what we found is first responders are very much like uh, those who served in the military. They're, they have a lot of the same struggles. Yep. And when they yep. come to our films or watch our films, invariably I'll have first responders come up to me and say, man, I watched your film and that's what I have. And I'm going to go get help. In fact, we had a, we had a fireman uh, come to our a pre, a premiere that we did and he walked out of the theater and said, "This I needed this. This helped me. And then he copied an email that he sent to everybody in his um, uh, firehouse telling them, I just found out I have PTS and I'm going to get help and you guys need to get help too. He's destigmatized it. You know, that, that's what we need to do. So uh, that's what you guys are doing through what y'all are just having these programs and talking about it. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to lift Pat Cornwell up. Uh, he's throwing the shots at me right now, but interesting that there's a connection with Miss Eichmann with uh, the mayor of uh, Thermopolis, Wyoming is used to be in Andrea's life as a, as an employer. Uh, but I do want to raise up, uh, Pat uh, is the police chief there in Thermopolis, and I, I do want to lift up, I'm, I'm hearing good news, but uh, Sergeant, and I'm sorry, Pat, if I mess this up, but uh, Mascoro, um, 
they did have, and I won't put all the details. I won't say the details. Pat can share what he'd like to on here if he wants to share anything. But uh, uh, raise that family up to you. Um, he is a police officer in Thermopolis, and and just that family needs a little bit of support right now um, in, in that community. So, uh, And we love our, our network of people that reach out, and that is the – the law enforcement sector of our of our connections and so our hearts are with you and your community of thermopolis pat and so keep up the good work out there and if you need anything let us know um and quit quit saying i'm pretty because that's <laughs> cool i don't want i don't want people to raise the argument that's what i really don't want um, <laughs> what are you laughing at wooden <laughs> <laughs> Just a chuckle. Um, I have to give homage as well, uh, CW. My father was a handlebar mustache uh, wearer as well. And I've I've contemplated going down that path. It's a lot of work. I, I mean, you got to train that thing. It's high maintenance. Some days I'm like, I need a pair of scissors. But... <laughs> You know, uh, it's, there, it's there been, been part of my look for a while now. So, I don't. Uh, my bandmates told me they said you can't cut your hair, can't cut your beard, can't mess with your mustache. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> branding, it's branding. I mean, it, 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 well, they may be part of the new logo like that. I'm like, well, I guess that's I mean, it's going to have to be like that for at least a, two or three years anyway. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what? What's the next song on our playlist, brother? Uh, let's do Back to Wichita. Okay. Um, this is this has been our most popular song. Uh, it's been streamed over 350,000 times. Uh, so people may have heard it played in retail outlets last summer and fall. It was being played inside of Walmart, Best Buy, Little Caesars, Subway, Ace Hardware, and a, a ton of other places. And just that alone was played over 200 and like 230,000 times, I think. And <clears throat> there were three cities that cracked 10,000 plays. And the, one of them shocked me a little bit. Dallas and Houston, I sort of expected. You know, those are very large cities. So just by virtue of population, you would hope it would do well there. But the one that beat both of them was Los Angeles. I was like, wow. All right, then. Let's get her done. Is there a story behind Back to Wichita? Yeah, it is. Uh, there's um, a friend of mine had went through, he'd lost his job and had and broken up with his long-term girlfriend, all in like a very short period of window of time. And, you know, and kind of recognizing he was not okay. He's like, man, I'm, I'm going back home for a while. I just kind of need a mental reset. I'm like, hmm. So one night, now he's not from Wichita, but um, I, uh, this for some reason, that city name popped in my head. I'm like, man, he's going back to Wichita. And I'm like, oh. I saw, I, I ran in the house and, and wrote the song in under an hour. And just recently, it was released to Texas radio, and it's been in the top 10 uh, downloads for the last two weeks. And we're we're climbing the charts slowly but surely, because uh, you know it's our it's our first song out on Texas radio. In fact, I'm I uh, 
crazy thing was, I played a show last night in Colorado Springs. As soon as the show was over, I packed up my stuff and I drove to Texas. Aside from a little two-hour nap I took on the way down, I've been driving all day. I literally got here 10 minutes before this podcast started. <laughs> yeah. So And so from Colorado Springs to San Antonio, that's not oh, a short oh. trip. And but we start uh, I start a radio tour that starts um, tomorrow morning at 830 to talk about the song with various radio stations all over uh, all over Texas. We'll be in um, Kerrville, uh, Lubbock, Abilene, Amarillo and a few other few other places just going on, you know, meeting some folks and talking about our song and hopefully we get people introduced to it and, and they'll and request it to be played on the air a little more often. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, this is CW. And I was going to say 20 hands high, but that's not true. That's not 20 hands high. CW and 20 hands high with back to Wichita. Right on. So we're pretty freaking excited about it. Come on, y'all, let's take a little trip to Wizards Hall.
That is C.W. Wooten and back to Wichita. Yeah, we were fortunate with this song because uh, we'd actually never played a show in Wichita before until after the song was already written. <coughs> and it just so happens the, the venue we played in Wichita, the, the folks also own a radio station. So they got the, I made sure they got an advanced copy. They were playing that on the air before you could even get it via streaming or anything. So they were, they were pretty excited about it. We have a new friend down in Texas uh, radio. Uh, I, we will be making sure they have your name and I, I guarantee you there will be a, uh, a conversation with Mr. Right Graves. So um, exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Excited to have you in our network. Excited uh, for our purposes of your being a, a, a veteran, and then uh, you're out there getting your getting your message out there. There, there is a message in in these these songs. Uh, a lot of people are just going to get out there and dance to them. But uh, if uh, people want to spend time and get the understanding and the meaning, then there's a whole another level of why this is being put out there. Yeah, there's there's an old saying that goes. When you're happy, you hear the music. When you when you're sad, you hear the lyrics. Yeah, and there's a lot of truth in that. Hundred percent, Mr. Waldrop. What's next? What's the next big thing for Bob Waldrop and uh, Warriors on Mission? Well, we're in the the final editing process on the new film, and we will release that uh, July twenty seventh. We'll have a premiere here in Birmingham, and then the following weekend we'll premiere it in Chicago, and then we'll premiere it the two weeks from that in Middleburg, Ohio, which is right below Dayton. Um, and uh, we're working on a premiere for Nashville. I don't have the details for that yet, but uh, we're talking to the Nashville Palace about doing something there uh, to premiere it. So we'll we'll get that released and. Uh, so we're, as we're doing, finishing that up, we're kicking off a new project. Uh, we will develop a family curriculum, just like we have for warriors. Uh, so families will be able to come together in small groups and uh, be able to help each other and, and hopefully do that in conjunction with the veterans. So the veterans can be having a warrior hope meeting and then uh, their families can be meeting to do the uh, curriculum for the families. So we're developing that, and uh, then we're uh, going to be doing some stuff about getting this uh, more out there. We're, we're, uh, we did the Freedom Tour that you came to. Uh, we did 14 shows that year, um, and part of that, Mark, was also training VFW Post or American Legions uh, been using our material. So the next year, uh, last year, we only did five shows. And the biggest reason for that is because we were pouring so much energy into the film, uh, which is also uh, took up a lot of time this year. So we've only done, we'll have done, we'll have done five shows again this year by the end of the year. So next year, we're going to go back like we were the year we kicked it off, and we'll probably do 12 to 14 shows again. So that's going to be a big part of what we're doing. And, uh, you know, the I don't think we told the folks what we actually do is we go and just give a free concert 
to uh, veteran organizations, VFWs, American Legions, DAVs, whoever. Uh, we pay for the show, and Chris comes out and performs. Uh, and then hopefully that'll get some folks on their site, uh, but uh, also will help get the word out about you know what we're doing and how you can come to this post and you can actually get help there. And they're establishing an outreach uh, to those. So it's a training process. Uh, so the music is a big part of it. And one other thing that we do is we'll do um, prior to COVID, we were doing two shows a year where we brought vets in to write a song um, with a songwriter. And so we'd bring five songwriters, four or five songwriters in, and they would work with a veteran and uh, get their story and turn it into music. And then we'd have a show. Uh, but it's really, it's, a, it's always a fun show. We'd do a show and, you know, people would come in and we'd let them vote for the best song, you know. And uh, the way they voted is with dollar bills. Every dollar bill that you gave was a vote for whoever you thought had the best song. <laughs> you know where that's going, don't you, CW? <laughs> you betcha. That's like a big tip jar right there. For you know? sure. So uh, and then we could do that. We use that to do the other things we were doing for veterans because you know you got to like i said you got to pay for all this stuff Absolutely. and uh so we want people in the community to help us uh to help veterans uh you know very nice so and that's uh if i could be so bold for you guys what y'all are doing is also freely given to folks so i would encourage if you're listening to this program uh, you need to support what Mark and Andrea are doing. I, I'm I'm sure that they have a way that you can do that. And uh, I, I imagine they would take any form of payment that you could send in. If you wanted to send cash or checks or credit cards, PayPal, whatever, you know, I'm sure that they've got a way that you can give. And, you know, look, they're doing this and they're not charging anybody. And I can tell you personally, I know they're having a great impact. You know, I've seen them around the Nashville area a few times and they go everywhere else, too. And they give our good folks like CW. And I see I've, I've learned some new music today. I, I know another country singer. Right on. So, uh, you know, reach down in your pocket and, and help these folks out. You know, help what they're doing, because I guarantee you, you can't make a better investment. You'll get your money back and, and it won't be money you get back, but the service that they give will pay forward uh, to help a lot of folks. So I appreciate you guys again, what y'all are doing. Keep, keep at it. Don't give up. You're, you're a blessing, man. Uh, you are a blessing. And uh, uh, we are absolutely honored to have you on here and just uh, your words are eloquent and uh, your mission is even tenfold that. And uh, we just thank you for all the work that you do and, and the, your boots on the ground, because it's uh, it, we keep talk, talking about the, the, there's no we are in a race. We're in a race because we want to get through this as quickly as we can and get as much as done as we can. But there's no finish line to this race. I mean, right. the only thing we're racing to do is save more lives. And right. uh, and that's the piece where we're at um, mm -hmm. real quick. Uh, we want to make sure we, we do our buddy checks every every week. We actually do them by a six pack. It takes. 0.6 seconds to send a text out there to a brother or a sister. I don't even care if it's a veteran or first responder people reach out to someone. Um, there is nothing wrong with building those relationships and just saying, Hey, what 
I was thinking about you today, and I just want to know that you're in a good spot right now, and and life's going. And you know what? You might get a conversation back saying, "Hey, life is good and great. Thank you." But you might also get that conversation. I know this is why people struggle with doing those conversations because they might say, "You know what? I got some struggles right now, brother." And if it's something that you don't want to carry, reach out to any of us, any of us on the screen. I guarantee you will uh, pick up a phone. But oh, uh, yeah. reach, out, reach out to the People's Patriot Project, and we will carry that load for you. That's what we do. Um, I know Mr. Waldrop is is in, in that space. They do the trainings. They, they'll get it. I would like to get more of these posts, the VAs, not VAs, the the legions and the VFWs. Uh, get let's get training done. Let's make sure that people have the tools in the tool belt. And uh, the the only way we're going to reach our brothers and sisters is by we actively engage, actively engage. If you're not actively engaged, then you are okay with picking up the phone call tomorrow and hearing well. So and so took their life last night because they didn't feel a value. And yeah, that's never an easy call, and no. never, not no. ever. You don't want to. You don't want to get that call. So invest your six seconds right now and reach out to your brothers and sisters. This is proactive. We get into these arguments, and if if you if you are doing push ups, twenty two push ups, a great recognition. I'm. I support you. Do that. That's your mission. Do it. Go do it. Do your 22 push-ups. We get people on here saying that's not doing jack. I don't care. I don't care. Do something. Do something. Our mantra is what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, if you're doing nothing, then you're okay with what's happening. There's the truth. Mm. Um, we'll have uh, one another segment here and we're ramping down we're a little over um we just need to be truthful in the future now we're past the the one i don't know how the news can cram all their useless information into 30 minutes but um and have commercials um, right and we can't get this done in the hour that we put because the content is meaningful the relationships are real the people chiming in uh, Pat Cornwell, Travis Partington, uh, the Crutzingers, um, all, all these people that are engaged and involved are boots on the ground in their communities, and they can take the information that we're providing back to the people that are in their network. Do we want to grow this thing? We do. We've had a great number of people reaching. Jeremy Daniels, keep getting it done, brother. Uh, I know you've got your stuff, and uh, we're with you. It is not a secret, and we we are with you, brother. We are with you. Uh, we'll get this. We'll we'll get something put in place. I I I hope it's soon enough, brother. That's where my frustration frustration and your frustration meet. Is um, we know that you're struggling, and so um, and Jeremy has zero problems with uh, the words that I'm saying, only in the fact that he he shares daily. Um, he's one of those that uh, was. Uh, put in the mix of the burn pits and uh, he's dealing with the ramifications of that. And he does need support. He has been affected. Uh, his life is, has been altered because of this and he's got the documentation. He's got all that. And uh, we need to take, get our brother taken care of. And so 
uh, back to Mr. Waldrop's message, um, we say all the time we need to we need to be ready so we don't have to get ready. Um, any any mission that is boots on the ground, progressive, moving forward, there are plannings, there are trainings, there are, and and that's what we put all those pieces into play behind the scenes for us, but we don't have the resources. The time, the talent, and the treasure is what you have, and we could use each and every one of you that are listening to this. You have a skill or something in your life that can benefit the mission to save lives. Everyone that hears this, whether it's on the podcast or live stream, everyone's got a gift, a time, talent, or treasure. Um, and we don't ask for a lot. Um, we just ask. And our, our constant mission statement is that we'll do as much as we can with what we have. And we're not going to bitch and complain and whine about what we don't have. There's a lot of things I don't get to do because we don't have the resources. And we have these conversations all the time. I'm not blaming anyone that's listened to this, but we do need to activate the 90% of our country that does not have skin in the game, that has not. Everyone has this uncanny ability to lay their heads on the pillows of freedom nightly, daily, um, and not worry about who's coming in your back door. Because our first responders and because of our veterans that have been on the front lines. And so think about that. All the the special things you get to have in your life is because someone bought and paid for it. And I know you worked hard for it. Don't get me wrong. I know you worked hard for it. You've earned it. But there's a reason why you get to keep it. And that's because of men like this who are on our show tonight. That's who that's who got you that. And you you can argue with me. I'm fine. I'll listen to the argument. I'll listen. I'll, I'll engage in that conversation anytime. Call me up. Numbers on all the things we do. I'm okay with that. Um, I've been getting some weird messages, though, lately, too, that I would not apply for some of the stuff that's getting sent to my phone. And I was like, no. You, you get one one shot to mess up, and then I block you, and then we move on and try and help someone else. So, um. Mark, I, I'll tell you real quick, you, you made me think of something. In the, you know, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vets. And the common theme of those who are dealing with trauma is you'll hear something that goes like this. When I was in the military, every day I got up, I knew what my mission was. And now I don't have a mission. You know, now that I got home, I don't have a mission. Mission is critical. It's, it's critical to have a mission. And that mission can be what CW is doing, getting out and playing and communicating through your music. You got to have a mission, something to get up for every day. And I know that, you know, some of the uh, men and women listening are probably thinking, well, I don't really have any problems. I serve, but, you know, well, fantastic. I'm glad you don't because about, you know, 70% don't really have any long-term problems because of their service. So be grateful for that. But get on mission, all right? There are those who are suffering, and you can have a mission to them. You know, you can do what Mark's doing. You can do what Andrea's doing. You can do what CW's doing. You, you can have a mission. Get on mission. Get up off your 
derriere, should I say, and get out there and help folks, you know, and it's there. The opportunities are there. So look for them. Uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't know how to find a vet. Well, most of them are walking around with a ball cap on that says vet. You know, look for them. <laughs> That'd be your first tip. They're easy to find. Go up and, you know, help them out. Do what you can for them. So anyway, let me tell you, if any of you that's listening or any of your uh, folks that you are connected with want to have a freedom tour and are interested in getting more information, they can email me at my personal email address is bob at crosswindsfoundation.org. And Mark, if you got show notes, you can put that up. But they can email me and say, I'm interested and I'll, you know, get back with you for next year, what we're going to be doing. And, you know, like I said, it's free, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do some stuff. We're not just giving them to people who, you know, just want to have a concert. We want you to get on mission as a result of it. And then the other thing is we've got a lot of resources, books and things that we've written. And it doesn't have to be done in a group. You can do it by yourself. If you can't afford a book that we have you email me and say, I can't afford it. And I'll send you one for free. I'll cover the cost. All right. So look, I don't know what more we can do for you than that. Unless we have to come read it to you, you know, <laughs> well, it might have to come in an audio book. I do have this really, this, uh, hope for a warrior. It, it, it's autographed and signed by, uh, someone on the screen here. It's, we, it's even dated. So I can say, you know what, on, April 3rd, 2021, we were hanging out with, with Mr. Waldrop down in Nashville. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing you guys down there again soon. Oh, we'll make it happen, brother. We'll make it happen. Right. Um, Mr. Wooten, what's the, what's the next big thing for you and your group? You're 20 hands high. What's going on? What's happening? we got a really busy summer. We've got uh, the College National Finals Rodeo coming up. Um, we've got the Greeley Stampede. We've got, we're at the Outlaw Saloon during Cheyenne Frontier Days. Uh, we'll be back in Wyoming to open for Craig Campbell. Uh, and we're getting ready to add a fifth member to the band. Um, we'll make the formal announcement here soon. <clears throat> Let's just say that he's a pedal steel player that used to play with Charlie Pride. So... He's good. Nice. Do you think they'll like your kind of music at the college national finals? We, we, played, right? we played it several several years, and you'd be amazed. Uh, it always it always makes me feel like you know country music is 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 still safe when the young bucks know who Merle Haggard is. I'm like, all right, you know who Johnny Cash is. Okay, we're good. <laughs> and we, you know, we and we do a good mix of modern stuff and and older stuff, you know. So we we'll play some Luke Combs and Cody Johnson and Chris Stapleton and stuff like that. But um, we're 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 pretty picky about our set list. Well, you need to play this new this new cat I heard of CW and Twenty Hands High. That's what you need to play. That's we what we, we we throw those <laughs> in the mix. We got a couple. We got a couple in each set. Um. So this last song, apparently you named after me or something, Hillbilly Heart. Um, there's there's really three prevailing themes in country music. Love found, love lost, and having a good time. 
This particular one is about a hillbilly getting his heart broke. Doesn't get much more country than that. Well, we've got C.W. Wooten. See, I keep throwing the Wooten in there. C.W. and 20 hands high. I apologize. No worries. And hillbilly <laughs> heart.
that's CW and 20 Hands High with Hillbilly Heart. <laughs> Another one of just dancing in my seat. I don't dance. But those <laughs> get me going, boy. I love Same. it. Uh, that's the intent. What I want you to do is to lose track of time when you're on the dance floor. I want you to look at your wife like, holy cow, I should have left two hours ago. And inside, I'm doing this like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is perfect. I'm gonna have to learn how to dance, though. That's the thing. I saw you dance in, in your videos, and uh, it reminds me of my dad always, every time, trying to do like a like a two step or a um, what do you call it, like a swing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I can't Western, Western swing. Yeah, yeah. I don't follow well. He's such a good teacher, and I'm just such not a good learner when it comes to my feet. And my body moving well, at the same time. I would the young guys that said, you guys need to learn how to dance. Because here's the thing for the ladies. You, the guys have one job. Make her look good. If she yeah. looks good, she gets the credit. If she looks bad, it's your fault. So it's a win-win for the ladies. It's 100%. Yeah, now I got four boys too. I told them all, figure it out. Don't sit there and wish you would have at the end of the night. You got to get out there and figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that is good times. I'm sorry it was gone. I had a little puppy emergency. So I I I missed did you guys talk about Dallas? We have not. No, can I throw it in there really quick? Get her done. Um, because it it's it so when Bob was saying, um, we do have this thing, um, and this is really it's aimed at our um Dallas. We have a Dallas concert coming up on May 27th and um, we have tickets for sale. Um, you can have, you can get tickets there or you can do donations. And um, we actually have room for sponsors as well. And if you're interested in being a sponsor, um, let me know. I'm, I'm thinking we could do a little thing like adopt a musician as well. And you can, you can adopt the musician and help take care of costs just Really, their travel costs and, and a couple bites to eat, maybe, and uh, and then I don't know. We'd like to throw them some money when they come and play and entertain us all day. But we've got Johnny Cole. Um, he's down there in Texas. We have old eighty one band down by Austin. They're coming to Dallas. Um, George Dooley band is uh, southeast of Dallas. Tammy Joe's coming from South Carolina, and Holly Ann's coming from Terrell, uh, Texas, right down there. We're all getting together in Capel on May 27th from 2 to 10. It's an outdoor concert, so bring your lawn chair, your blanket, bring a cooler with some snacks. And it is all about, um, really, I've, I've touted this as it is veterans and first responders doing what they love for other veterans and first responders. We want to just celebrate all of them on that day, the ones, the ones playing and the ones watching and listening and those everyone else who comes um, and enjoys the day with them. So look at this one too, Peterson. Wow. Um, if you have your phone right now, if you're on your computer, um, go ahead and scan that thing or take a picture of it or something and um, just go look. That's one way to get a hold of us. And of course we've got, we've got Venmo's and we've got bank, PayPal, all of that stuff going on as well. Um, so yeah, I would say if you're in the uh, Dallas area, and this is just just north of um, Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Capella is. It's a nice little city, and the people are nice. The first responders, the city, um, 
Uh, the community service officer, Kelly, is amazing, and their fire department has been super welcoming as well. And so um, I would love to meet a whole bunch of new people on that day. So come on, see us. That's my plug. There we go. It's getting here. I'm getting nervous. It's like three weeks away. It's going to be fun, but you know, you know how that is those last few weeks before a big event. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah. anything in closing? Uh, man, so much great stuff tonight, but, uh, I kind of wanted to focus on what, uh, Mr. Waldrop had said, he said, People don't necessarily want a lot, want to die. They just don't know how to live. I think that's a, a, a big um, part in maybe how we approach people, you know, moving forward is that, you know, it, you don't have to tell somebody, oh man, it's fine. Don't, you know, just, just, just don't kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to do that really. Just give somebody a reason to live. And like Mark says, oftentimes, most of the time, they just they just want somebody to talk to. They want to hear somebody that cares, somebody that that is willing to put the time and effort into what's going on in their life and show them that we're here beyond just saying we're here. So put a step forward uh, and be there for your brothers and sisters. Be a battle buddy. Mr. Waldrop, anything in closing? Uh, no, other than just say how much I appreciate uh, you guys giving me the opportunity to come on here. Love what you're doing. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, keep reaching out to people and helping them. And uh, uh, just persist. Press on. You're a blessing. CW, anything in your your thoughts of closing? Well, uh, thanks again for having me. And then I'd like to give a tip of the hat to all my brothers and sisters in uniform, past and present. Thank you very much. Thank you. Miss Eichmann? You know what? Just um, she wasn't here tonight, and uh, I will see her tomorrow. So I don't know what was going on. But um, just because next weekend is fishing opener in Minnesota. Um, if you could check out, uh, I forgot her website already, Sparkle Sticks. SparkleStickUSA.com. Um, there, USA.com. Thank you. Um, Michelle has, um, she likes glitter and sparkly things. She's a veteran as well. And so she actually created the Sparkle Stick. And, and it's got a cool reel. And she's in working at um, making lures that are sparkly and shiny. Um, geared towards women, if I can say that without, you know, sounding sexist. Guys, if you like those poles, you can have a sparkle stick as well. Um, but it's it's in fun. And she's working with some big, big names. Uh, we're trying to, she's slam. And then um, she's also, I think we're going to try to make a link. I, I ran into a, a friend last weekend who um, is down in the, the Berkeley fishing tackle world and um they're kind of nationwide shoot we'll have her in bass pro shops before you know it Stephen john if Stephen john is out in the world right now i hope he appreciates that we'll 
we'll get her sparkle sticks out in the world. Anyway, she was going to join us tonight. She actually could be fishing. It's a beautiful day in Minnesota. So uh, she might actually be out on the, the river fishing right now. So just a shout out to Michelle and thank you. And I'm sure she'll join us another day um, to share everything that she's got going on with those. But thank you. And next week's guest, let me just mention, um, we have got um, coming up. I already scrolled. Shoot. We've got coming up um, Colonel retired Michael Burroughs, and we he's going to share his mission. He's got he's got a thousand sticks in the fire, kind of like us. And then musician Joey Anderson will be joining us next weekend. Um, so come on back and enjoy enjoy these guests. Um, on Mondays at four thirty, we come on and give the weekly WP three debrief uh, that shares specifically our mission, where we're at, what we're doing, what we're getting done. Uh, we try to reserve these nights to be for uh, our guests at our boots on the ground. Uh, Bob was our guest tonight in that and sharing what he's doing with Warriors on a Mission. Um, and again, we don't. I I'd like to make sure we kind of keep things. Uh, tight we have so many musicians in our network of uh, veterans and first responders and we enjoy what all of them are bringing to the table we we try very hard to make sure that we don't cross unless they they want to do cross uh last time cw was on uh, jen ford brought him and that, that was there they built that and so I, i'm going to say i apologize first up front uh cw uh, i do want to give a shout out to shannon book uh, and the release of his song in video form, Dear Mom. Um, if you haven't seen it, grab your tissue and go see it. And it is, it is the anthem that every mother uh, who has a son or daughter in, in service, and I will say as a, as a first responder, um, the thoughts that uh, mothers, I mean, there are young, grown-ass, sorry, grown-ass men who uh, have to write letters to their mothers, and uh, they don't want to write those letters to their mothers, but in case the things happen. And so it's a great, uh, Mr. Martini did an amazing job on it. It was fun to watch the the cast that is in the video. Many of them have been on our show, uh, Eric Oleksleger with uh, the Chattel Foundation and Jill Stevenson. Um uh, uh, Gold Star Mother Ben Cop, um, great, and there's other people in there too that we haven't had connected. Uh, Troy Barnes um, must be bittersweet for him, uh, retiring from drumming uh, today. Uh, he's part of Deliberately Broken, uh, and again, we can sit here and rattle off hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tidbits of of where our veterans and our first responders are. The Crutz Singers were with you uh, after your accident today. Uh, Pat Cornwell were with you in your community ton of stuff it just it's a constant go and uh, when we seem scattered there's a reason why we're scattered we're trying to make sure everyone has this information and so uh it has been a blessed night because of our amazing guests tonight thank you for coming uh you are welcome on this platform anytime you wish to come on uh just to say hi or to to be part of the content and the the information you're always welcome and I know that this will not be a goodbye, but it will be a see you later. Um, thank you, everyone. Uh, Patriot Pride. See you tomorrow. 
and we'll also check you out next Sunday. Yeah, we got your six at six Patriot Playtime, eighteen hundred Central Daylight Time. We'll be here. Hope to see you there too. Patriot Pride. Pride.